Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years older to purchase player client. John has a vacation week. I'm here with Deborah Mark with the uh, news updates. We got a lot to get to on the show today, but coming up in just, I don't know, about 15 minutes, you will have another chance at $1,000. I just went during the break to KFIAM640.com, and uh, there's a drop-down, a little banner that comes down for you to enter the keyword. So when the time comes and you know what the keyword is at 320, that should make it easier when you go to the website to enter to win the $1,000. So stay tuned for that in about 15 minutes. Well, we haven't talked about this much lately, but it's still a story around the country, which are the travel delays that people are running into, uh, particularly, obviously, if they're taking flights. Uh, There was still, again today, a number of canceled flights around the nation. Uh, American Airlines canceled 152 flights and more than 200 were delayed. United canceled 70, delayed 123. Delta canceled 48 delayed 168 and uh, there's also the airlines are announcing that they're cutting back on departures even from some of the big airports and then in some cases they're not even going to serve some of the small town airports for now because they just don't have the personnel to be able to carry out the schedule now the statistic i'm reading says that the number of people traveling by air is expected still to be the lowest since 2011 And the number of people traveling is, it's a small increase over last year of 3.7%. So while people are taking to the air to travel, 
It's not like there has been in other years. We're going to talk about this now with Scott Kais. He's the founder of Scott's Cheap Flights. Let's get him on the show and see what he can say about all this mess and his advice. Scott, welcome. Thanks, Ken. Great to be here. Sure. Uh, so let's begin with why is this happening? The airlines, obviously, with the pandemic and the shutdowns, uh, they had to do a lot of uh, scaling back. But now it seems like they've had time to prepare for what's going to be a busy summer. That's right. And and uh, the difficulty that many travelers are facing when they're getting to the airport is that they go to check a bag uh, before they go through security and finding that there are not enough agents there to take their bag. And so there's long lines. Once they do get through those lines, they're finding that when they go through security, there are even longer lines at security because there are not enough TSA agents. You know, the travel demand, the number of folks looking to take vacations is essentially back to pre-pandemic levels now. But the actual number of staff, both at TSA and with the airlines, is still down significantly from where it was pre-pandemic. And that's causing a lot of these ripple effects, including the types of delays and cancellations and long lines that we've been seeing. Is the staffing more about the people at the counters or the flight attendants or the pilots? Is it all these things? It's all those things because Look, when you have uh, more leisure travelers than business travelers, that means you've got more folks tending to check bags, which takes more time. You've got folks who are maybe a little bit less experienced generally with traveling, and so maybe they don't remember, oh, I've got to take off my shoes before security. Oh, I need to make sure I uh, you know, drink my water before uh, 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 bringing it through security. Each one of those is only going to be an extra 20 or 30 seconds, but you know, multiply that times 1,000 people, and all of a sudden you've got lines out the door. Multiply that by the fact that even though travel demand is significantly rebounded back to 2019 levels when you look at leisure travelers, the actual number of flights is still down about 15, 20% because airlines don't have enough pilots, they don't have enough planes, and they don't have enough ground crew to be able to operate the number of flights they would ideally like to during the summer. And so that combination of high demand, low supply results in higher fares like we've been seeing and not a lot of slack in the system. There's not a lot of spare pilots or planes. So when these cancellations begin, they tend to have a cascading effect. Yeah, and is it the airlines having trouble finding people to fill these jobs, or they just haven't really been looking to add staff? Mostly the former. They've been having trouble hiring. And one of the reasons why is that uh, when it comes to pilots, this is not an entry-level job. It's a job that takes you know months and years to train for and to hire for. And so the, you're seeing some of the knock-on effects of decisions that airlines made early in the pandemic when right out the gate, you know, in March and April of 2020, airlines stopped hiring new pilots, thinking that this was going to be an existential crisis, and uh, you know, allowed many of their existing pilots to either take early retirement or take buyouts to go ahead and, 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 and leave the company. And so now with travel demand rebounded far quicker than they anticipated, they're left pretty flat footed. And so they're doing their best to try to hire new pilots. But that's not something where there's just a lot of spare pilots sitting on, you know, sitting at home waiting to to, to be called. This is going to be a, a months and years endeavor to try to get back to full uh, pilot employment. Yeah. I'm speak, speaking of the pilots, I saw a story this morning that one of the issues, too, is that the mandatory retirement. Apparently, you know, you reach a certain age. You have to retire as a pilot. 
Indeed, indeed. It's 65 years old, but under federal law, once you hit 65, you are, have to retire as a commercial airline pilot in the United States. There's discussion about whether that not that should be increased, and there's also discussion about whether the current levels of requirement of training are are, are right or if they're too, uh, you know, a little bit too high. So you have to have to 1,500 hours of training uh, uh, flights as a pilot in the U.S. far more than uh, uh, pilots in other countries require, and even far more than the U.S. requires for uh, international pilots landing in the U.S. So a pilot uh, flying a, a a plane from let's say Japan Airlines or or uh, you know from Aeromexico landing in LAX does not is not subjected to the 1500 hour requirement the way an American Airlines pilot or a Delta Airlines pilot is required to have that 1500 hours to get in the cockpit in the first place. I see a story this afternoon that an American Airlines pilot who's part of a union is saying that the FAA should monitor the airlines. He says they're scheduling flights that they, they can't follow through on due to a pilot shortage. In other words, they know that some of these flights are going to have to be canceled, but they schedule them anyway. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, it's a tricky thing. You know, this is something that I've seen uh, pilots at Southwest as well saying that essentially their eyes were bigger than their stomach, that the airlines scheduled too many flights. They didn't have enough pilots to be able to operate those flights. And one of the most difficult things for the airline industry in general is the fact that you have to schedule flights 12 months in advance. And when you schedule those, you are at best making an educated guess about not only what the amount of travel demand there will be, but how many pilots and ground crew the airline will have to be able to operate those. And so in the, you know, if they're really, really good, they guess correctly, they, they anticipate demand and the schedule's perfect, but more often than not, and especially these days with travel still getting back to normal, still not quite uh, 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 kind of fully renormalized, airlines are finding that they're having to uh, uh, sort of right size their schedules. And that's why you've seen airlines having to make these sort of late adjustments, having to trim even their summer schedules when they make a disproportionate amount of their money. And just today, United announcing that they were cutting 12% of their flights into and out of Newark Airport this summer, a time when they're making usually money hand over fist, but they do not have the pilots that they hoped they would have to operate them and so they're going to have to trim that schedule to make sure that they don't wind up canceling flights day of so what's your advice to people who get to the airport and find their flight is canceled oh boy so uh first of first of all make sure you check before you get to the airport the last thing you want to do is show up only to find out at the air when you get to the airport that your flight is already canceled come prepared with a backup plan I like to always have in a sense of what flight would I ideally like to be on if my original flight gets canceled. And that's, this can be on a competitor airline. You know, it, my buddy who was flying out to visit me uh, uh, recently was flying on American Airlines, but because of a delay, he was going to miss the connection in Chicago and, and wind up having to stay in Chicago for the night. And so instead, American Airlines actually put him on a United flight to get to his final destination. So come prepared with that specific backup plan and ask for it specifically if, uh, uh, if, if your flight ends up getting delayed or canceled. Finally, make sure you don't just stand in line to get reaccommodated uh, re at the airport, but call phone support as well. And consider calling the airline's international phone lines. You know, most folks call the main U.S. hotline uh, uh, for that airline, but, you know, uh, you know, American Airlines has offices in 
Canada. They've got offices in the UK. They've got offices in Mexico and Australia and elsewhere. And so if it costs two cents a minute to call to call Canada, but I that results in a 15 minute call rather than a two hour call, that is 30 cents very very well spent in my book. So call those international phone lines. The agents there can help reaccommodate you, rebook you just the same as the U.S. agents can. All right, Scott, thank you very much for spending some time with us. My pleasure, Ken. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, that's Scott Kyes. He's founder of Scott's Cheap Flights, talking about the airline delays. You probably saw the comment the other day from our wonderful transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who just said the airlines have to hire more customer service people. So in other words... They'll just have more people to take your complaint calls, but they won't have enough people to staff the flight so you don't get your flight canceled. Uh, coming up on the John and Kent Show, pretty much as soon as we return, your chance at the $1,000 with the keyword. That's our little gift to you. Just uh, stand by and uh, find out what it is. John and Kent Show here on KFI. We'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, about the decision of the FDA to stop Juul from selling its vaping and e-cigarette products in this country. That has big ramifications. People who have been using that product to give up tobacco cigarettes clearly won't be happy. That's like the number one company out there. Probably have often heard of advertisements for Juul, J-U-U-L. We'll talk about that after the news at 3.30. The Supreme Court decision that came down this morning, which probably a lot of people weren't even aware that the case was before the court, was a gun ruling. What timing? With all the talk about the mass shootings and gun legislation that might be passed in Congress, the Supreme Court, bolstered by the appointments of President Trump, he got to appoint three Supreme Court justices. When you think about that, that's pretty amazing for a guy that only had a four-year term. That's the, uh, well, that's the luck of the draw and also the importance to sometimes winning the presidency. So it was six to three. Uh, The Second Amendment ruling is a case out of New York, and it really was kind of simple. And you may have wondered about this yourself. Uh, Why can't I carry a gun, particularly for self-protection, outside of the home without having to go through a lot to get permission to do that? And basically, the ruling was it was written by Justice Clarence Thomas's. There shouldn't be really much impediments to that. Now, there can be some requirements that you have to meet. But what a lot, not a lot of states, it's a handful of states we're requiring, and California is another one. It's California and that little northeast bunch of states that basically want you to show just cause. And, you know, that's pretty subjective. So a lot of times people in these states were being turned down when they wanted to uh, uh, get a permit to carry a gun outside the home. And the Supreme Court, you know, said just looking at the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms and I mean, the, the, the uh, amendments to the Constitution are fairly broad, but you have to do some. But uh, the New York law required showing a special need to get a permit to carry a concealed handgun in public. The state bans carrying handguns openly, but allows residents to apply for licenses to carry them concealed. But the issue was that permits could be granted only to applicants who demonstrated a special need. And that requirement goes beyond just a general desire for self-protection. You basically would have to make the case that your life is in danger, that maybe you've been threatened. Maybe the nature of your job compels you to perhaps have a gun. And the court just decided that that's above and beyond what's guaranteed in the Second Amendment for people 
Now, here in California, as I mentioned, we're one of the states where you do have to jump through hoops. Uh, in L.A. County, you have to go through the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. And I remember talking about this last year. Sheriff Villanueva wanted to quintuple the number of licenses his office issues by speeding up the reviews and making what he calls the good cause standard achievable. So it can be as hard or as easy as I guess local officials decide it could be. So in these states that have this extra hoop to jump through, it's pretty difficult to get the required permit to uh, carry a gun outside the home for protection. Now, apparently, they can still require you to go through background checks, maybe a mental health check, um, psychological testing and such like that. That's not going to be off the table. But this idea that you have to have a specific reason, uh, you have to make your case that you need this gun specifically for reasons concerning you know, protecting your life or the life of your family or anybody else with you outside the home. Um, the requirements for a license to carry a gun have many state rules are restricting who can possess a firearm. The application for a concealed weapon license lists 43 different types of misdemeanor convictions that could cause you to lose your ability to possess a firearm for 10 years, plus one that results in a five-year suspension of five types of misdemeanors that can cause a lifetime ban. And being convicted of any felony in California will cost you your right to buy or possess a gun for as long as the felony remains on your record. But what's going to happen now is we're probably going to see challenges here in California to the law concerning concealed weapons or carrying a gun outside the home because this opens the door, this Supreme Court ruling. It applies obviously to the New York state law, but now gun owners in these other states who have had a tough time getting a permit to carry a concealed handgun in public are uh, because they can't show this special need and they've been turned away, can now cite the Supreme Court ruling and an opportunity to overturn that requirement in this state. All right, coming up next, I'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. He's going to talk to us about this decision by the FDA concerning one of the big makers of a very popular product among people that vape or use e-cigarettes. And that's a company called Juul, J-U-U-L. The FDA is stopping them from selling the product. It's coming up next on the John and Ken Show on KFI. A reminder that tomorrow is the Moist Line. We'll be playing some calls during the 5 o'clock hour. You can still leave a message. You can use the iHeartRadio app, the talkback feature, a little microphone, or you can call the good old Moist Line number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We're going to talk to a woman by the name of Rachel coming up after the news at four o'clock. We talked about this case a couple of weeks ago and it made the news and reporting. She is the woman that was out walking her young child, a little boy, and uh, they almost got killed by a 16 year old behind the wheel of a car who, if you look at the video, looks like he was aiming to kill them. They were sideswiped. Uh, she went up against the side of a building. I guess she's got like a carriage or a stroller she's using too and uh, fortunately they were not that seriously hurt but it brings us back to the LA County District Attorney George Gascon and his light treatment of this juvenile who was already in trouble for another infraction he apparently had spiked a drink at school this kid was just up to no good left and right and the punishment for nearly killing a mother and child is very mild we get into all that 
coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. One of the other big stories today is an announcement that the FDA is banning the sale of products by the company Juul in the United States, spelled J-U-U-L. They started out in San Francisco in 2015. It's about e-cigarettes, of course, vaping. Let's bring on Alex Stone to find out uh, more about this decision. Hey there, Ken. Yeah, so uh, this has been building for quite a while. And uh, a few years ago, Juul was everywhere. And you remember right around 2017, it was every store that you would walk into, people walking down the street, uh, taking a puff and vaping or you know, standing outside airports, all that. 2017, they had 72% of the vaping market share. It's gone down since then. But their products look like a USB drive, a lot of different flavors. That's been a problem for them over the years. A number of states, federal government cracked uh, down on them over cool cucumber and their dessert flavor line and things that <laughs> attracted kids. But today the FDA saying that Jules evidence that was presented uh, to the FDA to prove that Jules products are safe is insufficient and that there is conflicting data about the pods being toxic, about harmful chemicals in them when smoked going into the lungs. So as of today, Juul is being ordered to stop selling its products. And again, this is something there have been a lot of claims over the years uh, from people who have smoked Juul's products. A lot of people switch to e-cigarettes, believing it was safer and, and better for them than traditional cigarettes. And then they say that they had respiratory problems or throat irritation or a number of other things. Very high nicotine content in them. Health worries uh, began to develop. Uh, Turdy for a teenager a couple of years ago sued Jewel, saying this. Jewel has turned a generation of our young youth, our adolescents, into addicts. And then he went on to say. And now he is one of nearly 450 cases of reported lung-related disease illnesses related to e-cigarette use. And Ken Jewell has battled a ton of lawsuits, agreed to settlements over the years with a number of different states, many involving marketing toward the kids and YouTube videos and the flavors and all of that. So you've got two different things here. One, you've got the marketing toward children. They've been dealing with that, settlements, other things that they've been paying. Then on the other side, you've got the, is it harming you, the chemicals going into your body? And the FDA is saying maybe. They just don't know based on the data. And yeah, Jewel responded, what I wonder, because I keep hearing that maybe there's some health effects. Yeah, and but... they're saying that the, the data is conflicting, that what Jewel has spent two years providing them does not clearly state that the the chemicals in those e-pods that the their uh, vaping devices use that the the chemicals are not harmful and so jewel today they responded to us saying it disagrees with the fda that it will go to court it's going to ask for a stay that they want the the court to to block the fda's ruling uh, and to allow jewel devices to be sold in the u.s says it's exploring all options under the law to remain on the market, but they also can see that the FDA here is is pretty much saying you're done in the U.S., and if they don't win there, then they're going to have a, a tough go of it. At one point, Juul had 400 employees. That has gone way down. They were getting a lot of money 
from big tobacco and the Silicon Valley, a lot of investors were were seeing this as a safer alternative, as the future to smoking, a lot of money going into it. And as states began going after Juul for safety and for their marketing, a lot of that went away. But this was a big one today. Federal government saying, nope, you're done. No more selling in the U.S. And then now we see what, what the courts will do. Are there, there's still other e-cigarette and vaping products out there, right, that can there pick are, up uh, so, the market if people still want to use these products? Yeah, so they've all had to prove to the FDA that they are safe uh, in the sense of that the chemicals in them are not going to overwhelm your body and create respiratory problems. Some of them are still up in the air, and they're in the process of doing that. Others, the FDA has said no, just like with Juul, that either they are not safe or they can't figure out if they're safe. And then there are a few that have uh, been able to prove to the FDA, smaller companies, that um, that they are safe enough to, to remain on, on the market. Uh, and you go into, you know, your convenience store, into Walmart or into wherever you buy uh, your vaping products, and they can continue to sell those. So kind of a mixed bag. But, but Juul, because it was so big and the one that just had this incredible popularity for a while, they're the ones that there have been a lot of complaints against. Uh, Juul has always defended itself, saying these are safe and that uh, the, 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 the claims against them have no merits. But uh, here's a parent. She uh, has spoken out over the years saying... As parents, we teach our children to say no to drugs, alcohol, and smoking. But who knew the worst drug was hiding in plain sight? The other aspect is so much nicotine that I believe one e-pod, uh, e-pod has uh, uh, about equal to two packs of cigarettes of nicotine. And a lot of the users say they didn't know that, that they didn't know they were going to get hooked on it. At that time, I didn't know nicotine was in the jewel. And the pods tasted fruity. And I actually thought that it was safe to use. So all of this comes into play with the FDA saying, you know what, they've been attractive to kids. We don't know the health on them, that for now they're done. But again, the uh, the, the company saying, nope, they're going to battle it in court. And uh, they, they say that they think they're going to get a court to say, for now at least, that they remain on the market. Yeah, so the idea was to attract the kids with the cool flavors and then stick some nicotine in there so they're addicted. I mean, Allegedly. That's- that's that's, <laughs> that's the long-term gambit there, because then you have a lifetime customer if they have well, to have a hit Allegedly, yes. Um, allegedly that, is the... Yeah, uh, that's been the claim that the, the states have been making and cities when they banned the flavors of Trump administration um, a couple of years ago. Notice that there was a problem uh, with these devices, that they, they moved to, to ban flavored e-cigarettes. They wanted to up the age to buy them to 21 um, and the, there were some other things that, that they wanted to do. So this had been going on for a while. But the FDA had given Juul a couple of years to submit the data and say, prove to us that the, the chemicals in these e-pods, that they are safe, that they are not creating the respiratory problems that some have claimed that they, they have created and uh, people getting really sick and the FDA is saying that Juul wasn't able to do that. It was a few years back, right, with some people reporting some sort of respiratory problems from these yeah, products? Yeah, I remember uh, when doing those were, stories. Yeah, when these were really popular and you saw a lot of people using them, that then the claims began coming in. People who said, look, they switched from cigarettes to these thinking they were going to be safer, and then they were using them, and their claims were that they had severe respiratory problems or other issues of 
itchy throat or coughing, but but some of them claimed at least in lawsuits and and publicly that that it got really bad. All right, Alex, thank you very much for that report. You got it. Thanks, Ken. All right, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI on the story that the FDA is telling the company Juul, yeah, which at one point had 5,000 employees, now they're down to a few hundred because their sales have already been dropping. J-U-U-L, a company founded in 2015, not even been around that long, out of San Francisco, they got to stop selling their e-cigarettes and vaping products in the United States. They're going to appeal that decision. we got more coming up here on the John and Ken Show on KFI. We have an opportunity to talk to a woman that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Her name is Rachel. She lives in Venice. Last August, almost lost her life along with her eight-month-old son who she had in a stroller. A 16-year-old driving a rental car. A 16-year-old from Palmdale who didn't have his license, was under the influence and on probation for another incident Almost killed them. There was video captured of the moment. You should see it if you have an opportunity. The driver, of course, hit them. Fortunately, they were not seriously hurt. He then tried to flee. Uh, She will tell us the story because it all leads to lenient treatment from the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. That's coming up at 4.05 here on the John and Ken Show. Well, Deborah, Mark, you ever been to a rager? I have not. You know what a rager is? It's a, is it, it's a kind of a crazy party. It's usually a big, out-of-control, crazy mob party, and there's probably drugs and all sorts of crazy wild behavior. Yes. Yeah, not my scene. In Florida, there was a home for sale valued at $8 million. Ooh. The family that lived there was going away for a few days. They had a house guest sit there, but that person left on Friday morning. Saturday night, up to 200 teenagers took over the place and they went nuts. And not only that, they took pictures and video of their party. They actually set up a boxing ring on the floor of one of the rooms and had like boxing matches. Oh my God. They stole a $1,500 bottle of wine, a $3,500 Yves Saint Laurent purse, and a football signed by the former Colts quarterback, the legend Peyton Manning. No way. The owner, who didn't want to be identified, said they went into every inch of my house, every drawer. She does live there full-time with her husband and a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. They tried on my clothes, my shoes, my swimsuit. (gasps) They stole my handbags, which included Gucci and Stella McCartney purses. No. You have any of those? I I had a Gucci at one one point, yes. It got stolen? No, went out of style. Uh, she said that uh, these were older kids somewhere between the ages of 15 and 20. She did not know any of them. Her kids did not know any of them. And the invasion of privacy, she thought, was just unbelievably over the top. Now, of course, they're underage. Just think if this had been L.A. County. Hmm. If they found them, George Gascon would just say, oh, well, you know, I hope you had a good time. Let me see that video again. Uh, it turns out that a lot of them do attend local high schools and some of the families have turned them in for doing this. Uh, it says here the, yeah, it was the, the, the foyer of, this is a five bedroom, eight bathroom home. It was turned into a boxing ring. People took all sorts of cell phone video, posted it to social media. Turns out the, the owners are big wine and liquor collectors. 
So that's why they went down and they found the, the wine cellar and they raided it for some expensive, expensive liquor. Um, they were in every single one of our beds. Oh, no. They were in all my children's beds. They were in our bed. There were footprints in our bathtub. Oh, that's disgusting. And apparently when I say they were in the beds, you can probably yeah. guess what went on in the beds. And what was left over in the beds. I don't know if I could live there anymore. Yeah. Stains and all sorts of disgusting marks. No? I saw uh, some video of it on yeah. social media. It looked pretty wild. It was quite a rager? Yeah, oh, yeah. Not, yeah. not like any of my fraternity parties in college, but definitely definitely a rager. Well, here's the thing they're trying to figure out. The teens did circulate a flyer advertising the rager five days prior. So they probably figured out that this family was going away and knew that probably would be not occupied. The, th the three locks on the doors were pried off. Then the front door was open to let the party people in. This is the community of watercolor, an upscale subdivision in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, which does have a 24-hour security patrol. I don't really understand what happened there, but... Somebody's going to get fired. Yeah, we're pretty sure that, well, they, they haven't figured out how they knew the home would be empty. Because sometimes, and we all know this, especially from, you know, the movies of the day, that when your parents are away, you, if you're all your teen friends come over and have a party, but it was not her kids. They were not involved in this. They posted videos to TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. Most of it's been expired or deleted now. And they've identified many people in the videos. But they want to know who is responsible mostly for the burglary. Because that's where we could get the felony case against them. Turns out the same morning as the house party, sheriff's deputies were shot during a gas station robbery. And they, since they had to answer this call too, they wasted our resources, our time. We had a suspect shooting at deputies the same night. Absolutely absurd. The police department there is irate. And I, this poor family... Uh, are they going to be able to sell this house, you wonder? Have you ever had anybody break into your house? And No, not my house. My uh, car, yes, not my house. My, yeah. my I, house got broken into in high school. Oh, yeah? They take anything good? Yeah, they took like $10,000 worth of stuff. Wow. Yeah, oh, my parents got a huge insurance payout from it. They took they took my PlayStation Portable. They took a couple of sports memorabilia things that I had. Like I had a signed Sean Green bat that I got uh, for my bar mitzvah that was stolen. Oh, no. Sean Green, I remember him. Yeah, he's my favorite baseball player of all time. He's a, he's a Jewish baseball player, the first baseball player I ever looked up to. Did they make a mess of the house or just, oh, they just yeah, took the stuff? Oh, yeah, the house was completely ransacked. Um, my Did dad, you catch him? No, they, didn't, they never caught him, but... I mean, we essentially all left the house around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning that morning. My dad came home uh, around lunchtime because he forgot something that day uh, from work, and he came back and the house was ransacked. So they must have been watching the house kind of thing, saw when we all left. and Yeah, because that's early. Yeah, went in. Yeah. Well, when I was 12 years old, I was walking home from school, and I noticed that our front door was open, and we had some TVs that were lined up in the hallway. So I ran to a neighbor's house. And apparently I scared off the burglars, but our house was completely trashed as well. And it is the most awful feeling. You you feel so exposed. Yeah, it's just you do. an awful it's, feeling. It's a combination of being irate and just really, really worked up. Yeah, it, it's it's a terrible feeling. And then I, I lived in an apartment in Encino many years later, 
as an adult, and uh, we also got burglarized. No clue how that, who let, the, how did they got in? I mean, we on the third yeah, floor. Yeah, all, all the drawers in my parents' room from like their clothes and stuff. They were all in the floor, clothes everywhere. It was it was bad. They took a bunch of my mom's jewelry. Boy, I'm sorry that I pried out these memories from you too. It sounds <laughs> it's horrible. Oh God, I'm so upset now. No, but That's... Ken, do you remember the? Uh, it was about a month ago. The Huntington Beach meetup from social media. We talked about it on the show. Yes, yes. This right. is, I think, very eerily similar. Yeah, and I wonder if these are going to become more popular. These uh, on-the-spot ragers for houses that are for sale and unoccupied. All right, coming up next. Her name is Rachel. She lives in Venice, and she survived a horrible ordeal. A 16-year-old without a license, apparently under the influence, on probation for another incident, tried to run her down along with her eight-month-old in a stroller. And the topper is, it was dealt with by George Gascon. It's next. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we help every step of the way. We're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities than ever before. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each person individually. And for organizations, LHH provides consultant support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process, understanding the sensitivity and impact on your team. The world is full of new possibilities, and we help both organizations and individuals realize the possibility of what's next. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com. That's LHHtalent.com to get in touch with an outplacement consultant today because everyone and every organization could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. LHH, helping you every step of the way. Visit LHHtalent.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 